I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. Also here tonight, we have sound engineer Tom. Welcome, Slomo. Check one, two, check one, two. And the man behind the curtain, Joe, the producer. Hey, Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, unfortunately, the doctor is not with us in person tonight, but he is actually out on beer recon, or as we like to call it in honor of tonight's theme, special hops in Boston. Nice. <laughs> and he will report his findings in a, uh, one of our future episodes. I think he's on a, a Boston beer tour. He is. Nice. All right. Tonight, we have a, a special Veterans Day episode with a very special guest. But first, we've got a few things to plug. Uh, we are now on Spotify, as well as Apple Music, Facebook, and Podbean. Please share our podcast with your beer-drinking friends. Like and follow us on social media. We're over 1,000 downloads. Thank you for listening yeah. and sharing. Thank you. Yeah. Subscribe. Yes. Review, comment, like. Yes. Whatever you want. Be honest, but yeah. just do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at I like beer the po one And I like beer the ta one And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at I like beer, the podcast. Feel free to message us through any of those formats or go old school. Shoot us an email at I like beer, the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, listener Dave did that from Iowa. Hit us up for a beer exchange. We have received the shipment, Dave, and are looking forward to tasting the beers from Iowa and Nebraska. Thank you very much. And we're sending some beers from San Diego. So, Beer Pals, I think, is our new thing. Yeah. 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 Nice. Beer Pals. Beer Pals. Uh, we got an open seat here. Uh, as always, uh, also, you know, a friend us on Untapped or, or send us out a toast on Untapped. Uh, we have an open seat for Mike Lopez. Uh, latest uh, data there: seven thousand two hundred eighty-eight check-ins with five thousand eight hundred sixty-eight uniques. And uh, we actually have had uh, some communication, and I think we might be able to get Mike here on a on a upcoming episode, which would be it's, pretty epic. It's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah. Breaking news. Also, yeah. <laughs> also Untapped-wise, a big shout out to Tyler Selsing in Hartford, Wisconsin, one of our listeners there. So, uh, uh, cheers and here's to you. Uh, Tyler. Yeah, we sent him some stickers some time ago, and he, he sent a lot of pictures with those. Uh, awesome. Listeners, thank you for joining us for our Veterans Day episode. Uh, we have, well, we know why you tune in. You tune in to learn. That, that's, what, that's why you're here. That's for the education. Uh, and that's why, Talent, I can already guess that you've done extensive research. Yes, I've done some extensive research, and uh, listeners sit back now for the educational part of the podcast. And so Veterans Day originated as Armistice Day on November 11th, 1919, which was the first anniversary of the end of World War I. Uh, and it was a time for us to pay our respects to all of those who have served in our armed forces. Uh, it occurs on November 11th every year in the United States in honor of the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, and that signaled the end of World War I. In 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower officially changed the name of the holiday from Armistice Day to Veterans Day. Um, our allies, Great Britain, France, Australia, Canada, also commemorate the veterans of World War I and World War II, uh, either on or near the November 11th date. Canada has Remembrance Day. Britain has Remembrance Sunday. Um, and so, you know, all of us try to do that to pay tribute to those that have served in our armed forces. Um, ILB team would like to celebrate and honor America's veterans for their patriotism, love of country, and willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. Um, with that in mind, we have a very special guest tonight. That's right. Today we have a very special guest joining us for Veterans Day episode, Colonel Cliff Myers, United States Marine Corps, retired. Welcome, Colonel Myers. Hoorah. Thank you very much Hoorah. for having me here. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank yeah, you for your, thank service. You for your service. And also thank you for being a wonderful neighbor. 
I'm spoiled in life. It's, it's very, very true. Fans, uh, if it's appropriate to do so, wherever you're listening to us, open up a cold beer. Join us in a few tastings and a few stories with our friend Cliff. In fact, we're enjoying our first beer ourselves. Well, we're, what are we drinking here, Joe? Oh, uh... <laughs> you me, brought let it. Let me get the notes. Yeah, I, get <laughs> I actually picked this up you... for Tom. So. <laughs> We're drinking uh, Anchor's, Anchor Brewing Liberty Ale right out from San Francisco. Anchor Steam, which yeah. what I can share with you about it is we visited it on a PGW we did. trip, yeah. and uh, Tom will share a bit of the details about the beer. We finagled a tour out of them. We did. Yes. That's what was, yeah. That was a great day. Yes. Good... Yeah, Anchor Steam Liberty Ale was uh, first introduced in 1975. And it's brewed strictly according to traditional craft brewing methods and uses only natural ingredients. Pale malted barley, fresh whole cone cascade hops, and a special top fermenting yeast and water. Liberty Ale was first brewed to celebrate the bicentennial of Paul Revere's historic ride as the first modern American IPA brewed after the Prohibition and the first modern American single hop ale and dried hop ale. Anchors Liberty Ale is the original crafted brew ale and the historic beer that started a revolution. All right. Nice. Well, what do you, what do you think of uh, the Anchor Steam uh, Liberty Ale? It's a uh, medium-bodied, warm, low earthy, yep. flavorful, but a little biscuity, a little biscuity, very traditional ale. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good though. Nothing hoppy about not, it. Mm -mm. Not Airplane. as hoppy as I would like. Yes. That's right. Yes. For an IPA guy, for an IPA guy, <laughs> it's definitely not going to have the hoppiness for you. But yeah, it's a good tasting, smooth. Good yeah, I thought it was, my first couple of sips, I thought it was a little, little off, a little uneven, and then I just realized I'm so used to Uber hopped beers that it, it, it well, four, we are sip four or five came around on it. Yeah, nice, smooth, even, balanced ale, old timey ale. Cliff, uh, we always have a few get to know you questions for our guests, so let's get into that segment. We're going to call it "Getting to Know Colonel Myers." All right, so I got the first uh, question. Oh. And you kind of already just alluded to it, but what are your beer pref uh, preferences and biases? What do you like? What do you steer away from? Uh, my, my favorite is uh, an IPA, a hoppy IPA. I, I enjoy that. Uh, one of my favorite breweries down here is Mother Earth, and they had a double IPA. Uh, can't recall the name of it, Jeff. Primordial. Uh, Primordial. Uh, yes. Once a and, year. Yeah, and, and I really enjoyed that. Not real big on porters. Um, and, and not real big on what my son would call the, the case of water, which, <laughs> which would be Bud Light or Coors Light or something like that. Yeah. I remember he came over uh, across the driveway uh, one time with a, a growler full of Primordial and, and didn't tell me what it was, and we drank the growler, and I think our wives had escorted us home. <laughs> if, if you recall, when I retired, retired. I said I was going to get a keg of that, and you talked me out of that. I said, you don't want to have uh, 100 people over serving them 9.2% double IPA because it's it. so smooth. It was People wonderful. would have four glasses, That's five right. glasses of it, and then, get, and then want their car keys. Be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, is uh, Mother Earth then your go-to brewery? Um, it is. I also like Stone, a little bigger than Mother Earth. Um, but I love delicious uh, IPA from Stone. I, I think that's great. And Rip Current. I, I oh, play yeah, golf with one of the founders of Rip Current, oh, uh, so, I, so I enjoy Rip Current, too. That's a very good, very good brewery here in, San, Mar or in yes. San Marcos, which right. is, yeah. is a, got some good beers. Definitely, definitely. They have a great Mexican lager. I'm just going to throw that out there. They do it. Well, I'm guessing yeah. if we're doing American-themed beers yeah. that tonight yeah. I don't have to drink one Mexican lager. No, we lager. don't have any here. So, but, uh, but I just throw that out there since he brought up Rip Current. So. Yeah. Um, so when did you first get into craft beers? 
You know, I don't don't think I really did craft beers until I moved back. I retired and, and moved back to San Diego uh, in about 2001. And interesting, uh, Mother Earth came into me for Christmas. One of my sons gave us a, gave me a gift certificate, and that was before Mother Earth or when Mother Earth was still down off of uh, um, yeah, Thibodeau. Yeah. Thibodeau, hmm. and went in there and, and got to know the owner. The owner had always had been really good to the military. In fact, uh, one of the squadrons aboard Camp Pendleton came in with a recipe asking them to make some beer for him before the squadron deployed. And, and he did that. He oh, made, a, cool. made a cake nice. for them. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, what did, what did Dad drink? Was he a beer drinker? <laughs> he was a beer drinker and bourbon. Okay. Um, I think he drank Blitz beer in Portland, Oregon. Um, but he was a home brewer kind of guy. That's so and, nice. And he would, uh, he would put the beer down, down in the basement all, uh, you know, had, had lids on it and everything. And all of a sudden, one night we were watching television, one of the Sunday shows on TV, and all of a sudden you hear, boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Uh, and, and all the beers started exploding. That's <laughs> <laughs> all the caps blew off. That's pretty good story. So he was, he was uh, brewing beer back before probably anybody was even thinking of, yeah. of doing Man that. Ahead so. of his time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Wow, that's impressive. Um, so you've had opportunity to drink beers all over the country and all over the world. So we know San Diego is rightfully America's finest city for craft brewing, but who would, who would you rate as number two or the second? City. Second best, let's say, city or area. Or place. Place. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, London. Very good. I, I went to school there for a year while I was in London, and had an opportunity to try most of their beers. Um, I, I'm more of a stronger kind of beer drinker, um, and, and the beer I drank there was, I think, about 7.1 or 7.2. Um, but I have a good story about that, Jeff, and I'll good. tell you that. <laughs> well, how about right now? Yeah, Let's yeah. hear it. Go for We're it. here. The mic's on. When, when uh, I was going to school there, I was going to the Royal College of Defense Studies, which is like a master's level course for senior officers in the military. And uh, if we didn't have an afternoon class, or if we did have an afternoon class, we'd always, there was a pub right behind the schoolhouse. And we would go down there, and I would have the normal beer that I drank. And if we went back to school, I was half in the bag. But then I, not <laughs> I noticed all my British friends, uh, it, they, were, they were just fine. And it took me almost seven, eight months before I found out they were drinking 3-2 beer at lunchtime. <laughs> and they never told me that I was supposed to change to 3-2. That's funny. So, uh, that's pretty silly. And it was a little tough getting a, a clip into the, into the house as we came up Joe's uh, steps here with all the University of Oregon <laughs> yeah, stuff, because you're an Oregon State guy. I, I am, played rugby there, and uh, left after my, my, senior year, my junior year and joined the Marine Corps. Thank you. This has been a segment known as Get to Know Colonel Myers. Hey, ILB listeners, it's time for toast, a roast, and pour one out. And I guess that means we need a beer to toast with. So I'm gonna. I know, I know you brought this one. Because the, the Liberty Ale. So we I'm were gonna, we were going back and forth on it, but I noticed it's all it's gone. Around, so yeah. this is yeah. So this is the your, your, the one you per brought was the Sam Adams. Uh, what is that? The '76 Lager. Yes, that's right. It's a. I'm very. I have never had this. I'm interested in. It. They call this their Lager Ale do, Hybrid. Do I do I get a clean glass, or I have to use the same glass? I can clean your glass oh, for you. Oh, thank you, Joe. 
That's about the water. Now you're sounding a lot like now you're sounding like the talent. That's like yeah, yeah, I have yeah. my writer, and I, mean, I will not step into this house until certain things have been yes. done for me. Yes, for me. Yes. With me. Yes, but not to, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe cheers, to him. Cheers. To oh, him. Cheers, That's cheers, a long way cheers, to say cheers, no. Drink cheers, the glass cheers. you got there, Colonel. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> this can't be the dirtiest glass you've drank out of in your <laughs> military career. The There's a story there somewhere. Wow. This is this is their lager ale hybrid, and Ooh, so I, I'm already intrigued by that. Yeah. They make it with two two hops that I'm that I really like: the oh. Cascade and the Mosaic. Yeah. Uh, it's got That's Citra good. and Simcoe hops. Oh, good. But then they use the the wheat um, malts and the uh, pale pale ale malt with it, so that should create a really balanced beer that also has a a hop, a hop of, um, yeah it has a little character bit of hop character that, it's got a lot of flavor that's really good yeah, yeah. For, for, I like that for a lot I mean a lot of times lagers you'll you'll find people try lagers and they're pretty plain yeah, yeah. 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 but this one's got a lot of flavor to it I, I think this is fantastic. This 4.7 percent. Yeah, it's it's very good. That's and even good. though it's only 12 IBUs, it's not really bitter, but it's very flavorful. Mm -hmm. Going back to our terminology, I would say this one is a, a crushable. Yeah. This is beer. A crushable this is one beer. you could drink a lot <laughs> of, and, and on a, especially right now where we're having these uh, nice 87 day per, or 87 degree days here in the middle of Octoberish, leading into November. It's uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> well, we got a beer that's worth toasting with. Yeah. This is excellent. That's really good. Um, a talent, you want to start us off with a toast? All right, so so I know guys have been, I mean, you know, we've been getting hit all over the place social media wise, like what's happening with our, our favorite gay penguins over there in Berlin. <laughs> and so I have an update. Um, so, uh, Karan, I don't know if you know, know this, but there's a, there are two gay penguins that have been trying to raise an egg, trying to start a family in the Berlin Zoo. So and we've been waiting. Why would I know that? I, exactly. I, well, I, I thought everybody was up on this story. So people have been asking, you know, people have been asking for updates. People. How about people. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone's been asking. been asking. So I do have an update, and unfortunately, oh, good. I do have some sad news. Um, but uh, as our listeners know, uh, Skip, and, Skip and Ping, who are our two favorite gay penguins, had adopted an egg this summer in their quest to have a little one of their own. Um, and the zoo just issued this recent update, and they basically said, our same-sex king penguin couple has finished uh, brooding their egg, and however, when the egg burst open, it was unfortunately not fertilized. Oh, um, so a spokesman God. for the zoo said that even though Skipper and Ping did not have any luck with this year's breed, they will surely get the opportunity to become parents again in the future. So, boys, thoughts and prayers to Skip Cheers. and Ping. All right. Cheers. And we'll Hang see in there, kids. Hang in there, Hang kids. In there. Dreams can, they, check out our podcast. Dreams can Dreams come can, true. Yeah, so things, so things will get better. Hang in there, Skip and Ping. Uh, Tom, you've got a toast. Yeah, I, I, just in the theme of what we're doing tonight, you know, I want to raise a glass to all our veterans out there, the extraordinary men and women who are out there protecting our nation throughout history for their years of service and sacrifice to protect this great country of ours so that we can enjoy all the freedoms that we, that we treasure today. Thank you. Know. you. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Definitely. cheers. Definitely. And to all those that are currently deployed throughout the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You took the second one. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's no all I, good. I like that. That was good. That was perfect. That was fantastic. Well done. It was perfect. But you can finish with number three. I got number three. I got number three. That's how you get the name slow mo, right? I knew we should have rehearsed. This is good. Spontaneity is what makes it here, of course. And then the last one goes is a real good one here. Finally, to toast to all of our military families out there who have also sacrificed a great deal of family time over the years during which their respective loved ones who are out there serving uh, the world and our country so that we can, again, enjoy the liberties that we have today. So raise a glass to all those military families out Cheers. there. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
On a similar note, I have a toast for uh, O'Connor Brewing out in Norfolk, Virginia. They are giving customers a chance to serve those who serve our country in honors of Veterans Day. Gint Brewing uh, and O'Connor Brewing have begun a buy a vet a beer voucher system. Each voucher is worth one beer at that brewery from October 11th until November 11th. Customers come in, they can purchase a voucher in the tasting room, and then uh, veteran active duty service members come in, and there's a free beer waiting for them. That, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I think every brewery yeah, should be doing that. It's a great deal. Um, Hopefully that catches on here yeah. on the West Coast, too. Right. We both, uh, Talon and I went online and checked. Uh, they can't buy the voucher online. Uh, hopefully they'll get that going because... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went on yesterday to try and do that, Yeah, but I saw that it's in, right now it's in-house only. So right now, right, you got to go into the O'Connor tasting room. Uh, but while I was looking there, there, I was looking at the beer names because I'm... Yeah, I, uh, I saw it. Following your lead <laughs> on extensive research. El Guapo yeah, IPA. Yeah, yeah, might be one that of That was my, like my made for you? Yes, yeah. And, one and the, theme, the theme of that one is, is handsome beer for handsome drinkers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I ordered a shirt. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I felt they had one for me, too. Serenity Now. Shout out to Seinfeld, yeah, their sour yeah. oatmeal triple. So. <laughs> so I think we've got to have O'Connor Brewing on our list of yes. places to yes, visit, visit when we get yeah, these we cups. To, yes, most definitely. So, so uh, toast to O'Connor Brewing. Thank toast you for what you're doing. Yes, exactly. Sure. Now yeah, put yeah. it on your website so we can buy vouchers online, yeah. please. All right. Time for... Roast. Am I the only one with I the roast tonight? Because yours is enough said, really. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be a few words, but of deep and terrible import. U.S. soccer losing to Canada. <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. Yeah. I don't think we can roast anyone else because I think that's enough I said. I can't. <laughs> that's said. all I can We're say. We're moving over to pour one out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you want to start with the pour one out? Sure. I'll go right. Get off that because that left a bad taste in my yeah. mouth. Pour one out. Uh, I'm pouring one out for glass bottles. Carlsberg unveils the world's first paper bottle, so maybe we've seen the last of glass. Uh, the bottle forms part of Carlsberg's Together Towards Zero initiative, which includes a commitment to reach out, reach zero carbon emissions and 30% reduction in its full value chain carbon footprint by 2030. They revealed two prototypes of a green fiber bottle, and if beer tastes as good in a paper bottle as Soda tastes through a paper straw. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Not going to last very long. <laughs> Let's hope Bring that stays, that yeah, stays hope, in Europe. Hope, hopefully it works. Hopefully it works. Yeah, They're yeah. made from sustainably yeah. sourced wood fibers. They have an inner barrier allowing the bottle to hold beer. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I like their effort. I like the idea. Yeah. But, but, it, like, but like most things, I think they should probably test that out before we try it. Yes. Yeah, you let them, yes. them fine-tune that fine before tune it comes that, to right. our stores. and. And uh, we get rid of our bottles and cans. And I understand they're doing that right now. So before yes. they get here, yeah. make sure it's just perfected. Perfect. Perfected, yes. So we you have to that, add that to the writer talent. Yeah. Pony so. kegs. That's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get a keg, a paper keg. That's going to be awfully tough to carry the paper keg around. So Remember when you get the uh, slushies or the snow yeah. cones in the yeah. paper cup yeah. when you're a little just, kid? Yeah. By the time you're halfway through, you just have a sticky, gooey yeah. mess in your hand. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you get rid of the... Paper kegs and the paper bottles. Throw it right in the garden. Yeah. Decompose. Right decompose. Decompose. Yeah. Yeah. I just suppose. probably just like magic. It's just in your hand. If you finish, it's gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I have a I have a pour one out. I'm I'm we're pouring one out for clowns tonight. Um, I'm guys. okay with that. Yeah. So, but I also on top of that, this is also kind of serving as a public service <laughs> announcement for those of you who are traveling on any on any cruise lines in the UK. Um, um, so basically, recently, a massive brawl broke out on a British cruise ship 
and it left several passengers injured and others then were confined to their cabins for the rest of their journey. And you kind of might want to ask yourself, why did that happen? So, uh, well, first of all, it probably goes without saying that uh, there were heavy amounts of alcohol involved. <laughs> um, but it seems that the main reason the fight began in the restaurant was when a passenger appeared at dinner dressed as a clown. Okay. Yeah, and so a witness explained to the staff that things kicked off when another passenger appeared dressed as a clown. And he said that this upset one of their group because they'd specifically booked a cruise with no fancy dress. And that is what led to the violent confrontation. <laughs> so apparently in the United Kingdom, in the United Kingdom, fancy dress means wearing a costume. Clown. Clown so costume. it sounds like these groups were at a restaurant, some guy rolls in in his clown, clown costume, and massive brawl breaks out. So just a note, if you're heading to uh, the UK and going to go on one of their British cruise lines... Don't even pack the clown suit. Leave the, leave the fancy dress leave at home. home. <laughs> leave the fancy dress at home. So uh, sorry, clowns. All right. Pour in one out for yeah, clowns. Yeah. Folks, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. Cheers. Which, cheers, which also means we need another beer. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, we got an IPA because I know the Colonel likes an IPA. So this is uh, from 21st Amendment, um, another San Francisco brewery, and it's called um, Brew Free or Die, and it's their Blood oh, yeah. Orange IPA, which will be interesting because we really like the Latitude 33 Blood Orange IPA. Um, so we'll kind of see if, if uh, how that compares. And uh, so details on this one is it's 7% uh, Slow down, they're still washing the oh, colonel's I'm glass. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I should have. I, I shouldn't have added the rest of that Sam yeah, Adams yeah, yeah, to my glass. <laughs> so, uh, got seven, a whole team on it. 7% <laughs> ABV, 70 IBU, so it's definitely going to be a little, a little hoppier. Uh, it is a traditional West Coast IPA, and then this one's got the blood orange in it. Um, and they talked about their main ingredients in terms of hops. They use the Cascade hops, the Simcoe, and the Amarillo hops. And it's got a great, yeah, it's got the uh, Mount Rushmore on the front of it. And uh, basically, Brew Free or Die is the name, which is a pretty pretty cool name, too. Right. So here we go. Cheers. 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 Yeah, that, with the 70 IBUs, I thought it was going to be a lot, a lot more of, bitter yeah. than that. Yeah. It's, it's really smooth. Yeah. And actually quite light-bodied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, again, mm -hmm. I agree with you. You get that bitterness, but then it goes away real quick. Yes. And the orange is blended into it. It's yeah. not, yeah. like Latitude 33, you really get that blood right orange front. up front. Yeah. This is just kind of blended. Oh, yeah, it has a little orange tang it, to it, it. It's there, but it's yeah. not in your yeah, face. There's a little bit of aftertaste of, yeah. the, of the orange. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's I good. could do without that aftertaste of the orange. Yeah. So my <laughs> I like it in the, I don't like it in the aftertaste. Yeah, my understanding is they do a regular, just regular IPA version of this as well. Um, so... Feel free to check that one out, and uh, but this is the blood orange one. Well, I'd, I'd give that a, I'd give that Samuel Adams a four five. I really like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd give this one a, a rock on four right there. I, I'd pay you about a four on this one. I agree with you. Sam Adams to me was is so far the best. I, one I was really had. impressed with yeah. that. I wasn't sure where I was going with it. Yeah. Is, is that four out of five? Four yeah. Out of yeah. 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 Or yeah. Four out five. of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, fair call, question. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you guys at with, the, with these I'm two? I'm four or five on this. On the blood orange? Yeah, okay. I, think I like this better. Yeah. I like a four, two, five. Yeah. Four, two, five. Okay. Yeah. We're, all, we're all in agreement. It's a pretty good beer. Uh, in fact, it's so good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's so good. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. Yeah, I think it's right there. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Farrell. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, uh, Frank, the tank. Yeah, let's get back to our guest here. We didn't bring him for nothing oh, just no. to drink our beer and complain about the glass cleanliness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hey, there are standards in the Marine Corps. Yeah, that's that's true. True. This is not the that. Army, after all. That's right, exactly. <laughs> not everybody can be a Marine. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> uh, Cliff, tell us, your travels took you all over the world during your service, and even after. Can you tell us about some of the places your, your career took you? Yeah. Uh, 
my career is sort of unique. Uh, I spent my first three years in the Marine Corps as an enlisted Marine. Uh, I, I left Oregon State after my junior year. I, I, my recollection was I received a letter that said you're a great rugby player, but academically <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing real well. <laughs> so that was the summer of 65, so I joined very quickly. Um, and as a Marine, I, I've been on the West Coast, the East Coast, uh, Hawaii, London, Japan, most every place that, that you can think about uh, Marines being. Served uh, during Vietnam and in Vietnam, and then during Desert Storm. So. And you went to language school up in Northern <coughs> California? I, well? I went to language school in uh, Monterey and studied Vietnamese for eight months. Was used to be somewhat fluent in Vietnamese, uh, not so anymore. <laughs> the vocabulary goes away very quickly. Not, not using the whole lot no, these days. No. Yeah, so. Except the lady that does my dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Chowko, <laughs> So you mentioned London as a place where you're impressed by the beer. Where else have you been impressed with the beer scene? Uh, we visited a granddaughter in Heidelberg. Oh. And and uh, Vetter's was a uh, a pub there, and and they had their own beer, and they also had sausage and kraut that was delicious. Nice. Uh, but but the Vetter beer was really good. In fact, she brought some Vetter home for me when she oh. came back. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. So I yeah, I enjoyed London nice. or Germany. All right, and you're one of the. Th I only know mm -hmm. one other person, my wife's uh, great grandmother, who has this distinction. And if I hadn't <laughs> seen photo evidence. I don't know if I would believe it, but I have seen the photo evidence. You have met Santa Claus. I have been on the North Pole. <laughs> I, I thought Donner and Blitzen were there also. That's yes. Right. But, uh, but they, I didn't see Rudolph, okay. but I did have a chance to, to meet Santa. Yes, right. I have seen the picture. Nice. I got to travel Russia, Finland, Czech Republic, and Germany while he was in school there in, in London. So I spent a month doing that. Nice. Wow. And where in the states have you, uh, where where in the states have you spent time living and serving? Uh, Camp Pendleton, uh, lived in Carlsbad, and now now in Vista, uh, Washington D.C. Lived in Northern Virginia. Uh, uh, my last duty station as a Marine was in Kansas City. I commanded a regiment, infantry regiment there, and uh, then down went down to South Texas. After that. Okay, so. well, we got a big question for you then. Yeah, so who has the uh, better barbecue, Texas or St. Louis? Mm. Ooh. I, I enjoyed uh, Texas barbecue very, yeah. very much. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we, after school, I, I was at a uh, college uh, prep school down there in South Texas called the Marine Military Academy, and after graduation, we would always have briskets oh, on the it. barbecue that would go on about midnight and about <laughs> 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we would eat them. I'm getting hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, who had the better sports fans? Um, Kansas City. Mm. While, while there, um, the, the week before I retired, uh, Kansas City played uh, um, the 49ers in a playoff game. As a matter of fact, got to take both of my boys uh, to see that game. And it, it's incredible. They, they have uh, barbecues that are bigger than six you know, huge trucks nice. that they pull in and everybody's in red. It, it's a pretty good deal. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I know you have a couple veteran causes that are near and dear to your heart, and, and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about sure. um, Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Um, ride every year during uh, about mid-May. We leave here, uh, up Ontario, California, 
and ride to Washington, D.C. Uh, the point of the ride is to ride for all those who can't ride, those that have lost their lives, or those that are still missing in action uh, and unaccounted for since uh, World War II, which there's some 80,000 people that's that that fall. Wow. That's, it's a crazy number it that uh, I had no idea. And uh, you go back to, to D.C., and uh, they have a rolling thunder on a Sunday, and, and everybody, some 100,000 motorcycles are riding through the streets uh, of our nation's capital. That's great. That's, that's great. And you yeah. so pick up riders along the way as you leave from the West Coast? When, when we leave here, we're probably at about 400 people. Well, there's three r different routes. The route that I was on uh, leaves here at about 400 people and maybe five or 600 at the end. You're, you're picking up motorcyclists the whole way back. Not necessarily part of your group, but they're riding with you or, mm -hmm. or close to you. Yeah. And, and what's the reception like as you're rolling in six, three, four, five hundred of you into a t town? It, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, you, on every, not every, but most every overpass, at least when you leave California, there's fire engines with ladders up and flags down and firefighters standing there at attention saluting you as 400 motorcycles go by. And it's like that, Ch school children are out there. We'll stop at uh, VFW's schools, churches along the way and talk to the kids and, and the people. Yeah, that's very it's, cool. It's tremendous. Yeah, that's I remember one year you had to figure out how to take your suit. Is that right? I do. I put it, I put it in my tour pack because, because we were invited to the Commandant's house for a, a reception when we got there. So you had to go in a coat and tie. So wrap it up in uh, plastic, and, and it came out pretty well, nice. actually, Jeff. Nice. <laughs> we were watching, uh, looking for you on, on TV one year that you were there, and we were, we were looking, maybe if we watched you know, the Memorial Day festivities and the parade, maybe we can we can catch cliff sure. if we look real carefully well it was like where's waldo if waldo was trying really hard to be found he was wearing a bright neon green ball cap and he must you must have known where every cam camera tv was. camera yeah. was because he'd just go walking right by yeah that was cliff wow i can't believe it oh there's cliff again and after about 20 minutes we're like all right that's okay, enough for cliff. good for cliff I, i'm thinking cliff's not there <laughs> and also out in bozeman montana there's another yeah. cause that you're close to. When I re, uh, retired from, well, when we were over in Desert Storm, the chief of staff for the, for the 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, uh, Colonel Hastings, um, after he came back from Vietnam, if I can digress a bit, he was an A-4 pilot in Vietnam, flew 59 missions over the north, um, and when he came back, he was having a great deal of difficulty reintegrating into society. And he found the only place that he had any uh, solace and, and felt good was when he was walking the trout streams fly fishing in, in Bozeman. And he has two sons, both colonels in the Marine Corps, and um, uh, he took them up to uh, Canada for fly, fish, fly fishing one time and said, you know, this was so good for me, why can't we do this for our, our men and women who are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan? And so he started this thing called Warriors in Quiet Waters. Um, we have, uh, they have some, something between six and 10 fishing experiences each year. Uh, normally it's just the, the warrior, him or herself. Now they'll, they'll take a, a buddy with that person who's been working with them as they're recovering. Had tremendous successes with it. We've, it expanded to horses and horse equine therapy also. Um, and, and the organization is going strong. Uh, 
really doing well and, and doing God's work for, for a lot of people. Very cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I was, I guess, a recruiter. I would coordinate with Balboa, San Antonio, the hospitals in San Antonio to get the people and, and then we would fly them up there. And when they go up there, they're not only the flight, but they're, they're given all the fishing equipment and boots and waders and everything from Sims, which is right there in Bozeman. Um, and they get to keep that, so they have a Christmas gift that they can open up every day of the year. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's really That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. There's really nothing like removing yourself and putting yourself deep into nature to, mm -hmm. to have some time That's to reflect and, and pull yourself together and, and reevaluate and reflect, isn't it? That's isn't that true. true? Um, can I lighten it up a little? Yeah, that, that's that, was, that was great stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, but Cliff, here's a quick question. Uh, what was tougher, commanding a battalion or running a military school for kids? There are no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a hard-hitting question. Yeah. Off script here. As you were commandant of a, of a military school as well as, as your military career, uh, what's tougher? Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking the kids. <laughs> <laughs> as school um, teachers, we're we think, kind of yeah, yeah, probably right. An easy as, answer, as yeah. everybody at this table knows, grades eight through twelve are a very difficult time. Uh, <laughs> the the good thing about that school, it was a boys only school, and I had never considered single gender education. Um, I think I'm a proponent of that now. <laughs> um, but but those. If I may give an example, sure. uh, the first year I was there, 66 uh, young men graduated. Uh, one went to the military academy, naval academy, air force academy, coast guard academy. Four went to the naval academy prep school. 13 went to Texas A&M on a military scholarship. Uh, one to the Citadel, one to uh, the other schools. BMI. Thank you very much. So that's 25, 30 people there that are accounted for out of 66 that went to college free. That's great. So yeah, that's it, it's a, it was a great school. Nice. It is a great school. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm empty. Me too. So I think it's, <laughs> it's time for one There's last that. beer here. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> well, you were doing all the talking. We were doing all yeah. the drinking. So that's why. <laughs> Well, uh, Tom brought like us a beer. That. Yes. It's good, huh? Yeah. It's like right that. there, talent. Oh, I'm so, yeah, let me hear it. Here, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, pre I opened it a little early. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my sound of a, uh, a great yeah, sound effect. Of, of a well, bottle. He was a little anxious forward. over there. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, that's great. A little anxious. All right. Yeah, this one's actually a throwback. I, I was out there looking for, you know, some patriotic uh, beers, and... I came across one, the, the attendant there over there at Pizza Port was kind enough, and he told me about this beer called Wiper Times 14. And it's a, uh, it's a homage to uh, a Belgian brewery in Kazamaten, which is uh, translated from Dutch to castmates. Um, and it incorporates, th this beer is 6.2 ABV, incorporates uh, local ingredients and World War I history into the beers. Uh, the name is, of the beer is a reference to the Trench Gazette, which was printed in Kazamatan by British soldiers during the First World War. Uh, it was print, printed uh, in a printing press that they salvaged from the ruins that was destroyed in the city of Wypress. Uh, Wipers is the nickname of this, the soldiers gave the city of Wypress that they deliberate, deliberately mispronounced as Wipers. <laughs> so, so they, uh, Vip, Vipers, Vipers. <laughs> 
So uh, Viper's 14 times 14 is a blonde uh, beer. Uh, a lot of fermentation going on in there. Brewed with four grains, four herbs, and only local hops within it. So uh, cheers to a little bit of history. And yep. again, cheers, to all of our vet veterans out there. Cheers. So. cheers. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I was a little bit. Yeah, I've, been, I've been trying to expand my yeah. uh, taste zones, Joe, to just so I can enjoy some Belgians with yeah, you. Yeah, and, yeah, but, I, but there was my heckles were going up when I <laughs> yeah. when I saw yeah. but this a Belgian. Pretty, when I, when this I doesn't Bel taste like a Belgian. This is a pretty no. mild Belgian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't taste all the, the the typical aftertaste that I get in most Belgians. No, this is a this is There's very a good. Bit of sweetness in there somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's looking at my cheat I'm, sheet. I'm looking at Talon's cheat sheet yeah. here. Oh. Called <laughs> mild, bitter, balanced, <laughs> and fruity. And hey, you, hey, you're uh, right on so all of them except I fruity. It wasn't yeah, fruity. It wasn't fruity, but it sounded pretty mild, good. Mild, bitter, and, and balanced. balanced. Yeah, so. Malty. The, the malt has plenty of malt in there. I'm, I'm going to say that if I had to drink a Belgian, I could drink this Belgian. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like it a lot. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I think not it's a really huge good. Belgian guy. I know Joe is, but what do you think, Joe? It doesn't taste like a Belgian. Yeah, I could drink this. I think this is really good. I'm still taking that that lager ale it's, 70 yeah. Samuel Adams 76 thing uh, first, but but I really like that. I put this good as call. Good, as good my call, number four. Tom. Yeah. Pod, Padre's got a little bit more of that 76 for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got. I got okay. More. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pour a little right now. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I'm impressed with the, uh, the what is it? Vipers. Twitter? Wipers oh, times. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our returning segment. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> Alright, so here's I, I got this tonight. So there's been an ongoing battle between two of the largest brewers in the world, Anheuser Busch and Miller's Coors. You guys may have heard of them. Um, so this be, it first began back in the Super Bowl when Anheuser Busch ran commercials saying that corn syrup was being used to make Miller Light and Coors Light. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So Miller's didn't Miller Coors didn't appreciate that, so they sued and they actually won. Truth hurts. Truth hurts, but they sued and won. And as a result, Anheuser Busch had to stop using the phrase "no corn syrup" on its packaging. Okay. So now recently, Anheuser-Busch has responded by filing a lawsuit where they're accus accusing Miller Coors of obtaining its secret recipes for Bud Light and Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, not yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> you so, stole a secret recipe for cornflakes. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but Miller Coors' response to this current lawsuit is that if the ingredients are such a secret, why were tens of millions of dollars spent on commercials telling the entire world what's in a Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a pretty valid point. That's a yes. good argument. And they also yeah. said, why are the ingredients printed on a Bud Light's packaging in giant letters? <laughs> so I feel like Miller Coors has a good shot at winning this. Um, so really for me, and I think for us, we don't know what the final result will be in this battle, but I would say to both of them, keep making your mediocre beers and... Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> Nice call, talent. Thank you. Yes. That's a win. Where would we be in the world without any of those beers? We right. wouldn't have very good commercials during our football games. That's, that's all right. I'm going to say. That's, they do that's make good right. commercials. They do make good commercials. <laughs> On behalf of the entire ILB team, we'd like to thank Colonel Myers for his service and for joining us for a few beers and a few stories. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Yeah. Thank you to all our listeners who have served and are serving our country. Cheers. It's been fun, but now we've got to run. <laughs>